Broadcasting live from the ESPN 690 and Ajar and Levine Studios. This is Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690 with Brent Martineau and Austin Lane. Thank goodness for Wednesday news conferences. End of the season can't come quick enough. No, it can't. Wait till the Monday news conference after the season. Oh, I know. Can, can you imagine the sound bites that we're going to get? Unbelievable. Man, it's going to be Best fantastic. Best offseason ever. Shout out to Trevor Lawrence for getting, what was it, player of the year in terms of press good conferences. Guy. Good guy of the year. I don't yeah. know if that existed when you were around. Nah. You might have got so. it. I mean, you had nah. Puzz to contend with, though. No, nah, Puzz, Puzz would have got it over me yeah. any day of the week. He would have. Sure. Yeah, true. Yeah. He is a way better guy than you. Oh, yeah, dude. Salt of the earth. I mean, you're okay, but. No, I'm, I mean, hey, I ain't Puzz, man. For yeah, sure. True. It um, makes me wonder if Tebow was here, if it would have been Tebow and Trevor Lawrence, <laughs> what that would have been like. That's now, a good that, call. That would have been a, a battle for the ages. That's a very good question. Seriously, Who would have got it? Seriously. Uh, and I think there are several candidates this year. Know. Shaq Griffin was one. Yeah. Could be, right? Yeah. Uh, Josh Allen also had very good sound today. Yeah. Uh, Is it in their contract? Do they get a signing, like a bonus if they get the <laughs> yeah. media good guy, the Listen, award, or whatever If the media called? gives you anything, I don't think it comes with money. Nah, all right. <laughs> that's for hey, sure. Worth asking. <laughs> I don't think. Some some kind of incentive-based performance bonus you can get? Yeah. Right. That Monday news conference, though, man, it's going to be hot. Yeah. I mean, you wait until the sound coming out of there, and uh, maybe even Trent Balky decision by then. Yeah. Maybe we'll have like a coaching decision by then. Who knows? We'll see. Probably not. Probably not. When do we think? What's like the over-under on when we're going to hear this? It's weird right now because the clock is different. We would already been done with the season. Yeah. Right? This mm-hmm. would be it. And then now like shots done in several different ways. I think anywhere between like uh, in past years, let's say January 10th because on National Championship Day uh, so it could have been like the ninth or 10th, you know. But national championship game, we were in Tampa. It was Clemson. That was Deshaun Watson time back in 17. And it was announced that Doug Marone and, and Coughlin were ahead in the next regime. Mm-hmm. And uh, last year was, I want to say maybe like mid-January, 13th, 14th. The, the smoke had been there for Urban Meyer. Uh, prior to that, I think you could go all the way back into like the late teens and early 20s of January on the calendar. Uh, so the Jags have a head start. There's only one of two openings. I think it's a no-brainer. It's one of two guys. Now, you'd still have to do your due diligence. Um, but, I mean, why not sometime next week be a new coach in Jacksonville? I could see it happening even though the season goes a little longer. But if you're one of the two guys, do you think you would wait to see the other teams that open up first to interview with yeah, them or not? I think so. I think you have a good feel for that. You know, keep in mind, a lot of these agents have a good feel about what's going to happen. Yeah. They don't know exactly. There could be a turn. I mean, look, yesterday during our show, we had Jim Harbaugh news, right, that maybe he could be tied to the Las Vegas job. Sure. Like, I don't think anybody has prepared themselves for that. But, again, but behind closed he- doors, I think they know more. Like, Jimmy Sexton does everything with most of the coaches, most of them, not all. Yeah. And so I think he knows what – Buttons are being pushed everywhere around the country. Didn't Jim Harbaugh, though, last year say the exact same thing, how he was going to leave, and then he got more money to stay? Wasn't well, no, that the... Not last year. Last year was a little different with Harbaugh. He actually got a pay cut last year. Okay. And it became an incentivized contract based on the fact that they weren't doing that well. So that was two years ago he threatened It might have been like two years ago. Okay. Yeah, and I don't know if it was him. There were reports. Again, oh, yeah, I think the yeah. agents play the big game here because they know... I'm telling Jimmy Sexton is like the Scott Boris... 
in baseball mm. who owns like a, a lot of the, the way that the narrative goes around baseball free agency. And Jimmy Sexton is like that guy in, in like the free agency of football coaches, college and NFL. Like he knows he's the one that his people, whatever, put out rumors sometimes to get their guys more dollars. Yeah. You know? And so he knows. And I, I mean, I've talked to people in the past, especially before like the Coughlin and Marone stuff. And they were like, here's what's going to, this was like two weeks prior. And this was all coming from like the agent side because there's a connection there. Mm-hmm. And they're like, this is what's going to happen. Boom, 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 boom. I was like, there's no way in hell that's happening. Mm-hmm. It's not happening. Mm-hmm. I don't believe you. Damn it, it happened. Like it almost happened to a T. It wasn't exactly right, but it was close. I was like, wow. And so that's how much I think they know what's going on behind the scenes. And so you could be right. Peterson Caldwell. Again, I think Caldwell's really interesting here, especially Peterson, maybe less so. But there are a lot of teams that want to go find the next McVay. They want to go find the next hot shot guy. Look at Sirianni. Look at Staley. They're going to get to the postseason potentially. Mm-hmm. Like those kind of coaches. Uh, they, they relate better to today's athlete. And it might be the knock on what Shot ends up doing if he chooses between Peterson and Caldwell that he's going after an older guy again. Because is there a problem relating to today's players? You could ask yourself that. Uh, from the Coughlin stuff to, to now Urban Meyer, and he was out of touch with things, it felt like. Uh, so I think that will probably keep people away from Caldwell a little bit. The Jim I mean, Caldwell, I think. Bruce Arian says what's up, though. I get it. I get it. There are, there are examples of, of where it works. Yeah. But I feel like the trend is to go in that opposite way, mm-hmm. um, I think. More people are doing it that way. Okay. And so, like you said, we don't even know. I mean, there could be as few as, I mean, Chicago's going to open, right? I mean, are we convinced that's going to happen? I mean, it has to. Yeah. I mean, the Raiders are I, technically open, but if they make the playoffs, does this guy get the job? I don't know about that. Um, I think definitely Chicago. Like, the, the writing's on the wall there. Chicago's got to, they got to mix it up. I think the Giants are still in play. You think so? Yeah. Even though they've kind of given the vote of confidence. Because, know, just because Joe Judge right? is giving a 15-minute like, TED talk about how he should keep his job. Like, that's great. Yeah, I don't, I don't I know. I still feel like, what about Houston? Do you think they'll go with the Band-Aid maybe one more year because there's so much to fix there? No, I think if something presents itself, you, you take full advantage if you're Houston. You know, I mean, yeah. I think you do your due diligence for sure. Well, the bottom line is, I mean, there could be anywhere between two and seven jobs open. But I think right now I'm kind of leaning toward there might only be three or four jobs open. And, and I mean, you can make a case for Cully in Houston. You can make a case for uh, the special teams guy out there in Vegas. Yeah. <laughs> I can't remember his name. <laughs> you, you don't think uh, Mike Zimmer could be fired? Yeah, I said this yesterday. Like, I probably would if I want to win big. Sure. But if you look at his record, it's like... Okay, it's kind of tough guy to, you know, I mean, tough guy to fire. It was a little I Marvin Lewis-esque, right? Where Jim Lewis Caldwell was, got fired. I know. Marvin Lewis still hung on Lovey for a Smith long time. Smith got fired. Yeah, I mean, if, if you're not exceeding expectations, you're probably going to be gone. You yeah. Know? I'd, listen, I, I think you could see it happening. Like yeah. I said, I would endorse it. If, I'm a, if I was in Minnesota, I'd probably be like, all right, it's time. I don't think we're going to win big with this guy. Yeah. All right, and that's what they want to do. I mean, they've got a team that's pretty talented, Mm -hmm. and I'd say I don't think we're going to win big. Mm -hmm. I think that's been proven. Hey, nice job, Zimmer. I mean, we did a lot of good things. We're knocking on the door each and every year, but we want to go win big, and we don't think you're the guy to do it. Uh, And, you know, essentially that's kind of what they said to Caldwell in both Detroit and in Indianapolis is they said, listen, we don't see you taking a – of course, Caldwell had taken them to a Super Bowl, and they lost. But he goes 2-14 and 14 one year because they really had nobody because Peyton Manning got hurt. And they're like, all right, see you later. We're going to get Chuck Pagano in. Yeah. Well, it wasn't a terrible move. Pagano was very good. Mm-hmm. 
But he also didn't. Pagano, didn't what do you mean win? they had nobody? Their quarterback was Dan Orlowski. Shouldn't you have known that? <laughs> yeah, I should have known that. <laughs> Pagano, did Pagano ever go to it? No, AD didn't go to a Super Bowl under Pagano. No. They were good. They but. lost, I forget, I think the second round was the farthest with Andrew Luck. Is that all he went to, huh? I don't think they made, did they make it to a conference championship? They might have. I can't remember. They might have. They might have played the Patriots in a, in oh, a I think you're right. championship I think you're game. right. Uh, so, you know, I Caldwell's very interesting at this. Yeah. Like you take, in Jacksonville, you take guys like Caldwell and Zimmer that are, hey, you know what? Other people might think you can get us to the promise, might not get us to the promised land. I don't care. I'll take a chance. I think you can, but I know you can win us a lot of football games and put us in the mix in the conversation. Yeah. Well, I don't want Zimmer here. If he was available. No, no, I wouldn't either. I'm just okay. saying, but I think a lot of people, like if Zimmer gets fired, somebody's hired. Why wouldn't you? As a head coach? Yeah, why not? Look at his record. As a head coach? Yeah. I hey, don't think so. Casey, what's what's Zimmer's rep? Can you I can when, when you get a chance? I I forget what I saw. It was either sixty one and forty one or seventy one and forty one or something like that. I mean it's okay. that's a pretty good record, man, in the NFL. Like again, and I'm like not on the Zimmer fan club, but here I am defending him a little 73, bit. Seventy three, fifty nine and one. He's the point five five three as a head coach. That's including postseason. Oh, sorry. Seventy one fifty six and one. 0.559 as a head coach. Okay, so by the way, that's very good over time. Like that's I don't, I don't know what's that equate to. Like uh, five, six seasons, six seasons, seven mm -hmm. seasons. 2014 to now. Yeah, that's pretty good. But it runs yeah. its course too, right? I mean, like listen, Del Rio's record. I forget what Del Rio's record was here, mm -hmm. but eventually he started to go downhill a little bit. The roster went downhill a little bit. It wasn't all Jack, but I think also people are like, all right, is Jack going to get us the next level? Like, mm -hmm. there was a little bit of that, is Jack going to take us to the to the promised land? Well, right now, you take Jack over the last decade, it, you know, hands down Jack, with what he was able to Jack do. Jack W is 68 and 71. Okay, uh, so I'm not sure that's counting the playoff appearances as well or not. But. Yeah, so, but right about 500. Yeah. I'm telling you, if you go a long way, if you go 7, 8, 10 years in the NFL, and to have a little over a 500 record, that is not bad in the NFL. That's really yeah. not. I mean... It's, you're not. This isn't college. You're not going to have 85 winning percentages. No, I know, but you know how I feel about What's it. What's Pete Carroll's record? I'd be interested to see. And he, this is their worst year since the year before Pete Carroll got there. So my guess is he's got like a 65 winning percentage, maybe even a little bit more. Actually, they had a lot of good years. 151 and 104. That's about a three out of five. That's a 60 percent winning percentage. I think, if I did my math right. That's not counting postseason. Postseason, 162 and 114. Yeah. And one. So, I mean. Everybody's yeah. tying. You know, so, you know what I'm saying, <laughs> though? Like, the, like, you would think Pete Carroll, the job he's done, yeah. is like light years ahead of what a guy like Zimmer has done. And, and it's really, yeah. it's, a, it's a small percentage better, but it's not that much better. I mean, it's like five percentage points more. Yeah, but, like, see, here's the thing. I don't think Pete Carroll's a hot name right now either because your defense is not that good in Seattle. I don't think Mike Zimmer's really an attractive name, and I don't think he's attractive to get rehired because, well, his defense is one of the worst in the NFL right now. Like, I, I get you're, you're winning, and that's great, but you're a defensive-minded coach. Like, if your side of the ball is not performing well, what does that say about you as a head coach, though? Yeah, I agree, but it's it's listen now. It did for a long time. I mean, but let me ask you this: if if Sean McVay had a, a bottom five offense in the NFL, how long would Sean McVay last? Not very long. Okay, and there was some criticism last year over that. Or last year, two years ago, last year, I think last it was last year. year. Yeah, about his offense. Like it so had. So then, why is it different from Mike Zimmer on defense? 
listen, I again, this is not this is not the Zimmer Defense Club. Oh no, for sure. What I would just say is that guy knows how to win in the league too, uh, and and he has won. And there are organizations that right now I think would take uh, Zimmer's record. I mean, I know this one would. You know, oh, and then we can complain yeah. about their defense. Okay. Uh, but, yeah, I, I, I think Zimmer is a great example of I wouldn't want him as my coach because mm-hmm. I think he's proven that he underachieves with the talent that he has. And at the same time, you're, you what did Bill Parcell say? You are what your record says you are, and <laughs> that's a pretty decent record. You right. know? And same with Pete Carroll. But And Carroll, I, I would argue, yeah, does he want to be – would he be able to fix it now? He was 10 years ago it was a good hire. Mm-hmm. Is it now a good hire with Pete Carroll? I, I guess you could make the case it's not. And My point in all this is, like, your circumstances are different everywhere. Sure. Like, how is Houston feeling about their organization versus the Jags, versus the Raiders, versus uh, maybe a job – like Minnesota or Seattle, which would be open. Mm -hmm. And I think that limits – I think Doug Peterson will have way more opportunities than Jim Caldwell Mm -hmm. across the NFL. If there are five openings, Mm -hmm. I think Peterson's getting more calls than Caldwell. Would you agree with me? Um, Yes, I would agree with you. Yeah. Yep. And so I guess that's my point. Like you – well, so when we ask where – when do you think they'll decide? Could they decide as soon as last week, next week? Now, Peterson might say, hey, guys, hold the phone, all right? Uh, I might be, I- I'm interested, yeah. but I'm going to check some things out and think about it for the next couple of days. Sean calls him again, hey, Doug, kind of need to know. Eh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to wait my time. I got some things in the works. Uh, can you wait a few more days? Like, no, nah, not really. Jim Caldwell, hey, we want, you're our number one guy. We mm-hmm. want you. Mm-hmm. you, you were, I think Jim Caldwell might be like, okay, let's go. Like, I don't know if Jim Caldwell will wait around. I think a guy like Doug Peterson might wait around for Chicago, say, to open up or something like that. I if think you, that could be the case. If you look at those five jobs, just for example, at least the other, like the Raiders might be more attractive, but they don't, you don't necessarily know who your quarterback is. Like it is Derek Carr. True. Minnesota, it is Kirk Cousins. And then in Houston, do you stay with Davis Mills? At least if you take the Bears or the Jags, you know who your quarterback is. That's very, very good point, and it's a young one that you like, right? You're buying into. You you looked at film. If Doug Peterson right now has mm-hmm. looked at film in Chicago and Justin Fields, and he's looked at film of this one in, in Jacksonville and Trevor and, and the pieces, and all, and he's weighing the decision. He's like, all right, looks well, a better job if I do if I got offered both. Yeah. Which one's better? Um, I really do feel strongly about Cully potentially sticking around. I no inside knowledge here. I just feel like they might be so. Still, like, I, I just don't know if I want to be the coach that goes in there and my first move is, okay, how did I get rid of Deshaun Watson? Yeah. With no quarterbacks really to go to in the draft unless I go get somebody else to come down here. But who's coming down here like Russell Wilson or somebody like that? I can't imagine any. I mean, there's nothing to work with right down now in Houston. Mm-hmm. I mean, they've, they've exceeded my expectation in terms of wins. I thought they'd be a one-win team, mm-hmm. a two-win team. Mm-hmm. So I think Cully right now might have earned himself another year to at least see this thing a little further down the road, get out of some of the mud in Houston. Mm-hmm. I think it might be a smart decision to keep him around and make this transition complete with the Deshaun Watson stuff, put the bow on that, write the ending story, and now move on as an organization. I think you could see that in Houston. I mean, I think they definitely overachieved in Houston, but I think if there's room to improve, like I'm not sure like how that team feels about Cully um, inside that locker room. That's a good point. But if there's options to improve, I think you take that. But, like, you know, so like the, the whole record thing, you know, with Zimmer. Like, I mean, uh, Doug Peterson right now. Doug Peterson overall is 42 and 37 and one. 
That's 53% win percentage. Like, Jim Caldwell is 62 and 50. That's 55%. Like, I mean, if, if you want to base it off that, then you should get Mike Zimmer because he's got the best winning percentage overall. Yeah. But, like, to me, that, that doesn't say everything. I agree with that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I agree with that. Listen, I, I, wouldn't, I want Peterson and Caldwell partly because they're offensive guys and can help sure. develop a young quarterback. Yeah. Right? Uh, again, Zimmer, to me, is an underachiever. Jim Caldwell is an overachiever in a lot of ways. Yeah. And his record is a bit skewed by a 2-14 and 14 season when they lost Peyton Manning due to neck injuries. You know? Yeah. Now, you could also say he had Peyton Manning... <laughs> <laughs> well, and he had Matthew Stafford. That's not bad. But, hey, the guy knows how to win with quarterbacks. Yeah. And and he also, I think, was uh, – was, it was Caldwell was there when Flacco, um, right, obviously in Baltimore, yeah, for the Flacco years. I don't know if it was the best Flacco year. I should know this by now after looking up Caldwell. Um, but he was like a – he was an interim offensive coordinator. Then he was the offensive coordinator. I can't remember if it was for the Super Bowl stuff or not. 2000 went to the Super Bowl. Right? 2012 and 2013. Ravens. Yeah, when did the Ravens go to the Super Bowl? Was that 12? Um, he went to the Super Bowl with yes. the Colts. Yes. Ravens. Oh, so he went to the he was a part of that Super Bowl, which was the Flacco good year. Correct. Yeah. So I mean, so I mean, listen, that's a heck of a resume. Mm -hmm. We got the best football out of Flacco. Mm -hmm. Some of the best football wins out of Stafford and Peyton Manning's Peyton Manning. But yeah. uh, so I mean, it's a. It's a darn good resume. It's part of the reason why we like Peterson, too, is because he got the best football everybody's ever gotten out of Carson Wentz so far in the NFL. Sure. He's got the best football out of uh, Nick Foles. Yeah. That's a, that anybody. Well, Chip Kelly had him really good, too. 27 touchdowns and two picks. Not too shy. Uh, the one year. So, Those are Aaron Rodgers numbers. But again, like Zimmer, you can make the case like they didn't do any of that on their side of the ball or, you know, they disappointed. So, yeah. uh, to your point, I think it's a fascinating discussion. That's why I think it's a two-horse discussion. I mean, it is, it's an easy answer. Yeah. And But you were saying, all right, is somebody going to – if Shad picks up the phone after these interviews and says, all right, you got the job, you want it, are they going to say yes right away? Mm -hmm. That's what you were wondering. For That's sure. a fair question. I think Peterson is probably more likely to waver and say, hey, give me a few days to think about it. Mm -hmm. More so than Caldwell. You think Caldwell's desperate? Uh, not desperate. Okay. I, I, I don't think desperate. I think his options will be limited, limited versus um, Peterson. Okay. That's my gut. I have yeah. no idea. I mean, sure. there's a 15-year or 13-year age difference. There's health problems with Caldwell in the past. Mm -hmm. Peterson's got a Super Bowl ring, which will make him more attractive. Mm -hmm. uh, there's, there's things to like about Doug Peterson, I'd say, a little bit more that would make him more attractive to other organizations. Uh, I think then then maybe Caldwell will, um, but we'll see. Uh, we will certainly see. All right, what did the Jags say today? Uh, what is the big picture of this thing it, now in in the River City? I will say a lot of talk about just going out and winning this game. It just doesn't seem like a feasible thing mm -hmm. for the Jacksonville Jaguars to win this game. I, I believe in trends. I believe for some reason the Colts have been a matchup for the Jags. I just don't see it happening here. Uh, but maybe it is one last hurrah uh, for this Jacksonville Jaguars uh, football team in 2021. And would you be mad if they won? Does it matter? Number one pick, number two pick? Oh, yeah. like, <laughs> does that matter? Like, it, it, what else has to happen for them to get two? The Lions have to what? Well, if the Jags were to uh, win. Well, it, the Lions have won twice already. Yeah, so if the ja and the Lions, if they lose, though, again, they, they have, have a tie. No, because the Lions have that yeah, Lions, the Lions have, a tie. have the tie, so they'd be the number one pick. Jags would be two and fifteen. Oh, and the but Lions if they would be two fourteen and one. But if they win, yeah, okay. So you need them to lose as well. Yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it takes a Jags win. I mean, Jags, Jags lock it up with a loss. 
Who the uh, who the Lions playing? That's what we're looking up. Pack, uh, Green Bay. <clears throat> oh, is it? Yeah, the Packers are not going to play, anymore. right? And it's at Detroit. Yeah, they're not playing for anything. They're going to say Rodgers, right? I, would I think don't think so. Okay. Huh? I don't know. I would think so. I don't think they're going to play much. But you think you're going to sit somebody for two straight weeks? Because uh, the, they had the first round by. Yeah, but yeah. if you break your ankle one week, it doesn't well, matter what happens. No, next I, week. I, you're not going to put him in a bad situation, but I'm thinking getting the rust off a little bit. Too. It's, the, it's the age old question, right? I think I think on the Manning cast, even Rodgers referred to it. He said it's a tricky situation. He's mm-hmm. like, do you go get rested and, and feel good? Or when you come out and you don't play that well, people say you're rusty. Like he acknowledged it. Yeah. Uh, but what's there to be gained? Like, what are you learning about your football team playing against the Lions? I'm not really sure much, you know. Yeah. So maybe they do, but I can't imagine they play the whole whole game. Uh, so let's talk about that. How bad do they need? Does it matter if they get the first or second pick? I really don't know if it does, which is totally different than last year, it feels like. We'll be back on ESPN 690. It's frustrating, you know. Um, obviously, like I've said, we've had a lot of ups and downs as the offense this year, you know, being transparent with you guys, and you can see it on the field, you know, there's been a lot of ups and downs, and um, some things have worked for us, some things haven't, and just trying to find our way, so it's been frustrating, obviously, because you know, the, the best teams in this league can you know, usually score a lot of points, so that's something that we've been trying to improve on, and um, right now, like I said, our, our focus is, is just going and winning this game, and to win this game, I, I do think we're going to have to probably score more than 16 points, most games you do, um, that's, only, that's only, you know, two touchdowns, and not even a that is Trevor Lawrence with some quick math there. I mean, what what can he do though, huh? That was impressive. <laughs> uh, he does say a lot of the right things, including it starts with me on the offense, mm. where they've scored a really a franchise record low for points. I mean, we're at 16 games. How do, how are we going to review records now? Like in Major League Baseball, when you go, like you change the amount of games, like everybody's like, oh my gosh, we can't change the games, the record books, the record books. Yeah. I don't feel like we're getting that at all in the NFL. Like, am I missing that conversation? Like if... A little bit. Are Cooper, people, Cooper Cup yeah. said it's going to be different. Yeah. He has said it? Because he's going to set the records, and he said there needs to be a whole different, like, column. Yeah. yeah, or do you do it by, like, average? Like the Jags, you could still say it's the worst season offensively, even if they eclipse the point total, because it's points per game. No, I mean, you know? I, I think the, the points per game or, like, you know, receptions per game, that's not that big of a deal. It's an extra I get it. It's not perfect, but that's not the big disparity. I think the big disparity comes from the the cumulative totals, like Cooper yeah. Cup with the, you know, with the yardage or, yeah. or, like, as many receptions as he has. Like, that's where the problem comes into play because you have an extra game to do that. But in football, do we care about the record books as much? I mean, well, I, listen, I don't I mean, even I have to ask so. that question. I don't yeah. think we do. And okay. Major League Baseball... Baseball is a sport where the record books are, like, sacred. Like, it's a part of the story, like, way more than any other sport. I think way more than any other sport. Maybe I'm wrong, but, and and I'm not saying records don't matter in other sports. I'm just saying, in baseball, they are really preserved and matter, and that's why getting in the Hall of Fame for guys like Bonds and and McGuire and and others Mm -hmm. is a story so much. Um, amongst other reasons, but I think that's part of the reason. That's why there are asterisks, you know, when they went from 100 and, what was it, 54 games to 162 games and, and things like that. So I'm not saying the NFL records don't matter. Uh, I just don't know if we view it as I mean, I saw much. Twitter go absolutely crazy for T.J. Watt trying to get the sack record. Did you? Oh, yeah. 
Yeah. And that was good. Again, it was supposed to be about Ben Roethlisberger. And everybody was infatuated with T.J. Watt trying to break the single-season sack record. So I think there are some records out there that, that mean a lot. They might just, probably don't like how Strahan got the other one. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, yeah, there's that, too, <laughs> for sure. What does he need, two on Sunday? T.J. Watt? So he had 20 and a half? I think, no, he's I, think, I think he needs one. I think he needs Did he one get to, another one late? No, so he needs one to tie it, and then he needs one and a half or two to break it. I yeah, believe. so he's at... 21 and a half, and Strahan was 22. Correct. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yep. Uh, so, so are you bothered by any of the records that might happen this year because of the 17th game? No. Not really. I mean, I think if Cooper Cup breaks the records, like, like, like he said, like, I'm good, like, there's probably be a little asterisk next to it. How could there not be in terms of cumulative totals? For TJ Watt, I mean, he's only played in 12 games. So if, he, if he's able to accomplish this feat, I'm going to celebrate that one, man, because you didn't even get to play a full season. You were hurt. So, to me, it all depends on how many games they played in. Well, what's interesting you say that is I have no idea, okay, if Michael Strahan played in all 16 games. Like, he might have. Yeah, yeah. And and if You would think. I I would think he did, but I would say 20 years from now, somebody will think T.J. Watt played in all 16 or 17 games, too, and won't even know until they look it up further. And he that needs he an asterisk too. Thirteen, you know, but what just I mean? a different one. Did Watt needs one? A different asterisk that says he did it in thirteen games. Oh, uh, you know what I'm saying? Like asterisk yeah, might well, be the I right think word. Someday, like down the road, somebody when, he, when he's up for the Hall of Fame and stuff, somebody's gonna be like, not only did he break the sack record or almost break the sack record, and you're gonna tell me he did it in seventeen games. He only yeah. played in thirteen of them, you know. And then they'll so, break down those numbers. But as a whole, like if if you line up this storyline, I don't think every time we see this on Sports Center or NFL Network or whatever. That we're saying, T.J. Watt has a chance to break the sack record. By the way, he only played in 12 games but, this year. I don't know what they're saying. But that. here's what that means, though. So Strahan played in 16 games. If T.J. Watt's able to break Strahan's record in whatever 14 games, well, it would be 13 games, right? 13. 13 games. games. He's played in 12, yeah. If he breaks the record, people are going to say it was the greatest single season of all time because it only took him 13 games to do that. Yeah. Now, m- maybe the 13 games will get lost in translation throughout the years, but people are going to remember as T.J. Watt having the greatest season of any pass rusher in history because he only did it in 13 games. Yeah, yeah. And so then, I think, I mean... Uh, by the way, like, my point being, like, you could already say that about T.J. Watt. Sure. I mean, yeah. he's played in 12 games. I, Big Diesel says, and I think he's right here. I have to go check it out. But he says, whoever breaks a single-season rushing record shouldn't have that had w- that one as well, even at 16 games. Dickerson, he thinks, did it in 14 games. And I think he might be right about that. Sure. When he went over 2,000 yards, you know, one of those years. But, again, we don't say that stuff. Like, it, it's, it just kind of gets lost, I think, in the conversation. Yeah. And that's why I'm almost wondering if 17 games, it might take two or three years. Mm-hmm. And it'll just be like, well, that's the norm. You know, yeah. that's the norm. Mm-hmm. But the records are going to change a little bit. Sure. Uh, to be honest with you now, like, it's kind of the argument of if you compare uh, – you, you look at some of my, my guy Dan Marino's stats. Mm-hmm. I think they just had a – when they did the Ben Roethlisberger thing the other night, they had uh, passers over 60,000 yards. And I noticed it – I think it was 60,000 yards and something else. I don't, I don't know what the other stat was combined with it. But it was like 60,000 yards and maybe it was touchdowns or whatever. Sure. And uh, – and Marino was on the list, but it was like Roethlisberger, Manning, Brady, mm-hmm. uh, Favre. You know, it was all modern-day guys. Well, the game's different now, right? Yeah. And it almost, it, it reminds you, it's like, holy cow. I mean, Dan Marino, if he had played like in this era, mm-hmm. you know, like how many yards would he have thrown for? How many touchdowns would he have thrown for uh, is, is a fair argument to make. And, and it reminds you of that. I think we'll get to the point where we're going to have to be reminded that there was a 16-game season. Yeah. Uh, and much like... 
the much like Big Diesel saying, remember when there was a 14-game season? Mm -hmm. You know, I, I, we totally forget about that. Mm -hmm. uh, so it'll the, the 4,000 passing yards will be like, what do you mean? How did you not throw for 4,000 yards, right? You have 17 yeah. games to do it. <laughs> but also I think the, the rushing now, because the way the NFL is gone, I mean, if you're Jonathan Taylor, if you're Derrick Henry, and you get close to that, that's going to be celebrated as well just because the game – is so geared towards the pass now more than is the run. Yeah, I, I think you're right. About, I mean, the 2000, and I think people do respect that. Mm -hmm. I feel like people respect what Henry and Taylor are doing. You have to. To say to the point, like, wow, I mean, in this day and age, they're running for two grand. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's a lot. A yard. And what is it? We did this the other day. It was like a handful of people that have done it. Yeah, eight. Eight. Just is looked it? at it. I think. Eight. And so it's pretty amazing, you know, what those guys are doing in this era to be able to still run the football uh uh, that way, because I've always looked at like the hundred, the thousand yard mark, which is such a mark, which is good. But really, if you break it down, like it's not that. Imp if if I said, hey, ex running back had James Robinson had a thousand yards this season. Whoa, man, that was awesome. He had a great year. Yeah, it was. If I say James Robinson had sixty five yards a game, mm -hmm. which is like the equivalent of a thousand yard, whatever the number is, you know what I mean? Yeah, you'd be like. So what? <laughs> yeah, you know, no, yeah I mean, for sure. Yeah, it, it takes some luster off. It's an off odd it. thing sometimes yeah. the way we view that yeah. and view the numbers. Speaking of numbers, number one or number two pick. Last year, it, it mattered. <laughs> yeah. Right? It, the Jags have locked up a top two pick. It did matter. Uh, I, I'd still rather have Trevor than, quite frankly, I think any of the other quarterbacks. I'll, I'll take his ceiling and where he could go, uh, especially with the mess this organization is in right now mm -hmm. and what he just went through versus how maybe Justin Fields would have come out of it. Even a Mac Jones. Mm -hmm. uh, definitely a Zach Wilson. And I don't really know a lot about Trey Lance. I don't think he would have fit here at the moment either. And so, I'll take it. I think it mattered. I think it will pay off down the road that Trevor Lawrence was the guy number one overall pick. Man, I, I hope so, Brent. I hope so, too. Yeah. It's at least paying off on Wednesday news conferences. There you go. I, I, and, and Mac went to, like, Bowles in Alabama, and so he's kind of a boring soundbite. <laughs> Intentionally so. Uh, and he's been trained well. Sure. Um, I uh, I don't know if I feel that way this year. Like, I'm not bothered at all if the Jags get a win. Mm. And your team screwed up and Our gave team. the Colts Andrew Luck by what? winning and beating My the Colts. Team. Oh, I got you. Sorry. Yeah, okay. it was your yeah, fault. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, Partly your fault. Yeah. Um, sorry, man. It's okay. We we, 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 we try to win. What can I say? <laughs> We so, weren't trying to tank. But the, we've bad. been in this situation before. I think, like, you, yeah, you guys beat the Colts. Yeah. And it cemented them to have Andrew Luck. Correct. And I just don't get, like, I think if they win, fine. Uh, that's okay. I think if they lose and they end up with number one, great. If they win and they end up with the number two pick, I just don't know if there's that much of a difference well, for me. No, there's not a difference because we saw that Trevor Lawrence hangover where we all celebrated because he got Trevor Lawrence with the number one pick because unequivocally he was the number one pick this year you can make arguments for Aiden Hutchinson you can make arguments for Thibodeau so like no one's come out and said well this this is the guy for sure like even during the you know the college football season there's some people like, oh yeah it's Thibodeau it's Thibodeau but then all of a sudden Hutchinson come out of nowhere and it's like oh it's gonna be Hutchinson like some years there's that one guy where it's like you know he's the guy right you know he like Miles Garrett was the guy Clowney was the guy. Now, did he pan out to live up to the hype? That's up for debate. But at the time, even at that bowl game where he knocked the Michigan guy's helmet off, like, <laughs> he was the guy. This year, there's two guys that you can make an argument for. So when you have that, the first pick doesn't really matter. Yeah, and really, there's three from the Jags' perspective. I think Evan there's Neal, a lot yeah. of people that would like Evan Neal, too, and don't want to take a chance on these 
pass rushers. Although I would I would argue this: who leads the Jags in sacks this year? Is it Josh with five and a half? Is like five and a half sacks? Smoot might have something close. Yeah. Right. And last year, by the way, Smoot led the team with six and a half sacks. Like I'm not sure we're not talking enough about the pass rusher. We're talking about T.J. Watt. Whereas Robert Quinn, he's got 18. There are guys that have 16 and 15 and 15 and 14. If you look at the list, mm -hmm. the Jags the last two years, their sack leader is around like six. That's a problem. Mm -hmm. It's a major problem in Jacksonville. Like I understand there are the problems, and I would vote for offense, offense, offense. But let's not sleep on how big one of these pass rushers, if they be, if they are really good could be for the Jacksonville Jaguars and how they could help turn around this franchise because right now, this team ain't getting to the quarterback. Yeah. But it, it, but to, to me, this, this echoes a little bit of the Eric Fisher-Luke Jokel year. That's good. Where you yeah. had... Uh -oh. You had two, well, uh, yeah, I didn't say it like that. But, like, you have two offensive tackles. One was a smaller school guy, probably more of the boomer bust. And you had Jokel, who I thought was more of the safe pick because it Texas A&M. Like and you know how that all panned out, right? Yeah. Didn't work it out. It really did feel that it was It was a bust of a pick. And Eric Fisher, you know, I think he, he did a, a pretty good job in Kansas City. Now he's on Indianapolis, right? I'm not mistaken? Yeah, he is on Indianapolis. Yeah, he so, was from Kansas City for a while. So yeah. still has a career, still doing his thing, uh, whatever the case may be. You know, w with this... I would almost prefer the, the second pick of the draft if you go edge rusher. Kind of like, I guess, the Jaguars did with Luke Jokelin that didn't pan out well because I don't want to pick and then have the other guy be the, the all-star. Because, <laughs> like, <laughs> and, and, like, I'm being serious. I understand with, it. The, the way this franchise so has scarred. played out the past decade, I, I guarantee that if you take Thibodeau, then Hutchinson's going to be the next J.J. Watt. I guarantee if you take Hutchinson, then Thibodeau is going to be the next Von Miller. You know, it's as simple as that. You say that, and it's kind of in jest, it feels like. It's kind of like flippant to say that, but I don't think that is. I think I'm not sure I don't feel the same way. I'm not sure I don't feel like you. I, I'm not sure, like, if I really love Thibodeau, if I'm the Jags, now Evan Neal becomes a safer pick at number two. Yeah. Rather than picking Hutchinson, who might slip to number eight or something like that, and then it doesn't feel that bad. Like, that might be a better scenario. I will say this. One way to change this organization is whoever is making the call, we don't think Trent Bulky, on this draft for them to nail it. Oh, yeah, they're going to have the work cut out for them. But, I mean, for them to make the right – I know that sounds so simple, right? Hey, Brent, yeah, great. Nail the draft at number one. But seriously – there's, we're not asking a lot here. The next coach we're asking to come in here and win like seven or eight games and make you relevant in mid-December. The, the next GM we're asking you to, hey, can you take like a top five pick and do something with it that's yeah. not gifted to you like Jalen Ramsey or even Josh Allen mm -hmm. or Trevor Lawrence? Like, can you make the right decision when you have a decision to make? And cool. so in that respect, like... This, this GM, whoever does come in, I think it's going to be a different one. Whoever makes the decision, this next regime, yeah. has a real chance to get off to a great start by nailing that first pick, whether they pick number one or number two. Let me ask you this. And first of all, hopefully it's not bulky. Because, like, okay, I get it. Last year you had a pretty easy job. Like, Trevor Lawrence, yeah. fantastic. And you know how the other draft picks play it, play it out. ETN, Hurt, doesn't count, obviously. Tyson Campbell, you know, we'll see. Walker Little, haven't seen much of him. Andre Sisco, haven't seen much of him. Jay Tufale, you know, we'll see. Jordan Smith, well, we'll see. Luke Farrell, we'll see. There's, there's a lot of we'll sees right now. And then Jalen Camp, you know, uh, I feel like thank you for can, your service. I feel like we can make that shirt. We'll see. Hey, shirt. we'll see. We'll see. It's, it's the 2021 we'll see. Trent Bulky draft. We'll see. <laughs>
<laughs> we'll see. Yeah, is, it bad? Cloud hey, is it bad? No. Is it good? No. You know what? We'll see. We'll see how it pans out. But yeah, it, you have to do your your you know your homework. Whoever the GM is that's gonna be coming in here. My question to you, Brent. Who's the last draft pick of the Jacksonville Jaguars? Where they actually had to like go out of their way to get him, and it panned out. Where where some guy didn't fall to him. And don't tell me Miles Jack, because to, to me Miles Jack fell. To, I, I get there was the injury concerns. Yeah, yeah. But Miles Jack fell. Well, to Well, you're talking about first round guy too. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. yeah first I mean, round guy. They've done yeah, a yeah. couple times with the second round. I mean, they went up and got like our Linder or yeah, guys sure. Like yeah, that, yeah, but you know? I'm saying first round. Yeah. So, and Miles Jack was second round, I guess. So. You know, the first guy who comes to mind, and then it didn't pan out for unlucky reasons, was Blackman. Like, I actually thought they went up and got Butch Dustin Blackman. I thought he was going to be very good. I thought he was going to be great. Yeah. And obviously, for different reasons, it didn't pan out. But Mm -hmm. from a personnel, now, again, they evaluated wrong. They didn't know the guy had problems. They didn't go to, like, campus in Stillwater and check it out. No, it wasn't for a lack of talent. But but from an analysis of a talent standpoint, they went up and got that guy. Like, they wanted him. They got him. And I think he was about to be very good in the NFL. But... Uh, I have to think about it a little bit more. <laughs> I mean, like, I mean, I mean, to be honest with you, your buddy and and all world good guy Tyson Alualu, Tyson Alualu is probably not that far off the list. Even though they <laughs> f- feels like they could have got him at twenty four. Yeah, it was again. It was like how they got him. Didn't make a lot of sense to many. Like, how many people were picking Alo Alo before, like, pick number 24? Allen fell to them, right? Yeah, because remember... Josh Allen fell uh, to them. Oakland took... Yeah. Jalen Farrell and yeah. then Daniel Jones. Yeah, Jalen fell to him. I'm looking at the list here. Hmm. <laughs> yeah, it's a bad mean, list. Hey, uh, a lot of good I mean, football players. probably have to go back. We'll need some time here, buddy. <laughs> Mercedes Lewis? Maybe. Did they go after him? <laughs> like, did they go, I mean, first round, right? Yeah, they didn't trade up or anything for him, yeah. but they got him. He was a good player for him. Yeah. When you say go after, does it have to be a trade? No. Nah. Oh, no, I'm just saying, like, like they where they were taking got him. Yeah, yeah, like, for instance, if C.J. Henderson panned out to be an all-pro, that would be a guy that you went up and got. Didn't work. I wonder why the Jags have been so bad. We'll be back. Action Sports Jags on ESPN 690. We can't even think of it. We'll be back. Um, I, I mean, I, I don't under, I, I mean, I don't know what they're, what they're talking about very much, but I do understand the frustration that they have. You know, I mean, there, there's a level of frustration here within the building of, you know, I mean, the players are frustrated. We're frustrated uh, with, with what's going on, you know, and, and uh, you know, we want it to be better as well. That is Daryl Bevel acknowledging some questions about uh, really this clown movement. <laughs> In uh, in Jacksonville, which is going to be a story we talked about a little bit yesterday on the show. Yeah. Casey, you want to come interview some clowns with me? Sure. Let's get it. <laughs> the uh, I'm afraid of clowns. I hate clowns, too, by the way. You do? Really? Yeah, we've been over this. Uh, yeah, remember, you said, uh, yeah, you I, say that? Well, yeah, actually, you're I had not to... alone, right? Amanda hates clowns. Yeah, Amanda's terrified. Well, yeah. she was. Now she says she's over it. I had to do a thing at the Ronald McDonald house, and Deja Cream, one of my former teammates, told Ronald McDonald that I was scared of clowns. And then when I was hanging out with some kids, he came up behind me and, like, tried to scare me, and he did, and I almost walked out of the whole charity thing. As an adult, right? This is my first year in the league, sir, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. That is correct. Uh, I love working with kids, but don't bring clowns in the mix, please. That's interesting. Well, yeah. let's go interview some clowns then. Yeah, let's do it. It is. It, it's pretty. 
obviously it's gone all over the place, right? What the Jags fan base has done and is doing and plans to do on Sunday. <laughs> yeah. And it's go we talked about it yesterday, just the scene. Sports Illustrated, yeah, Pat McAfee's, it's everywhere, man. Yeah, I mean, McAfee, like, had a two-and-a-half-minute kind of rant McAfee's trying to issue a challenge, though. You see that? Because he doesn't think there's going to be a lot of people that actually show up. Yeah, he said there yeah. wasn't going to be a lot. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think he was basically saying if you put like a couple hundred in the one section, it will show up and be, but if it's sprinkled out throughout everywhere, yeah. I don't know if they'll be able to, I, that's a good question. Like they thought there'd be 300 or so. I, I don't really know. I haven't really <sighs> thought about how many the number is. What hit the over under Casey? Over under 300? Yeah. Well, you're talking like full clown outfits or are you talking about the nose? Because there's been a lot of clown noses that have been ordered. <sighs> Yeah, for sure. But I mean, like, okay, what constitutes a clown? Like, if you wear a clown nose, you're still kind of a clown. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you're rocking the red nose, is that, I mean, I think that passes for a clown or not. Or do you have to have the makeup? I think that will, will do it. But okay. I just don't know. I mean, there's a big difference if you have a thousand people dressed as clowns or a thousand people are wearing clown noses, though. Yeah. If I mean, we're talking strictly noses, over 300. Oh, yeah, for oh, sure. Over, over the, the yeah, over yeah. the, yeah, 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 Full yeah. get up, don't know. Because it's supposed to be hot. If it's supposed to be hot? I don't know. Oh. But if it is, like makeup, you'd be melt you'd probably be warm. Be miserable. Pant, yeah, be miserable and you've been miserable enough, so maybe just don't. <laughs> Do what uh, you want though. Feel free. Let's see the app here real quick. Uh Sunday we're looking at six uh, I'm sorry, seventy seven degrees and sunny. Ooh, that's that's gonna be warm and sunny. Uh, I mean, no humidity though, Casey. Those are prime clown temperatures. Yeah, that's pretty warm. Hey, you, do you have what, do you have everything that Trevor said? On clowns? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, let's play what Trevor said about the fan base. He he was asked about it, yeah, and and said a lot about the fans and and answered it in a brilliant way. But also then later did say would like about the actual movement and showing up and and clown outfits, all the rest. Here's what he said. I I, I'll, I guess I'll start by saying I, I understand you know the fans that have been Jacksonville fans for a long time. Um, I'm sure that hasn't hasn't been easy, and a lot of a lot of diehard fans that. Um, you know, this is, I wouldn't say everything for them, but this is something that's very important to them is the Jags, and they've been a fan since the Jags started. So you see that passion, and you definitely respect that, and you want to, as players, I know the feeling like we want to do everything we can to go win for this city, for these fans. Um, and obviously we haven't had much success this year, so that's that's frustrating for us as well. So, I, you know, I understand from a fan's perspective, would I, would I do that personally? No, I wouldn't. Um, I wouldn't do that, but... You know, fans feel how they feel, and um, it's hard. To, like I said, after this, this year's been disappointing for all of us. Like we wanted to win a lot more games, so I get the frustration. But um, for us, we're just like I said, focusing on going and finishing with a win this season. Yeah, this guy should run for office sometimes. He's really good about it. Uh, I mean, it was. It's listen. This is the most people have talked to the fan base in a while, and he's done that a couple of times this year. And that resonates. And Remember, not Urban Meyer talks to the fan base huh? as well. Urban Meyer talked to the fan base as well. And I was thinking of that. He did. Yeah. Uh, and maybe too much and in the wrong way. <laughs> yeah. 904 instead of Duval, you know, yeah. all that stuff. But this one feels more authentic. Mm. But he said, no, I'm not a big fan of, like, I wouldn't do that. You said something yesterday we were on with Scobie. Like, you don't think the players aren't going to be sitting here and, and really, like, looking around being like, this is hilarious on the bench. and Oh, no, the players are going to be, they're not going to be happy. Yeah. Yeah. Just like, you know, I remember when people were like the the the, the bags over their heads. When yeah. I, think, when I think it was Malarkey's year. Yeah, we weren't the most excited to see that. Yeah. But what are you going to do? I mean, 
they pay money. They can do whatever they want to do. You yeah. know, I mean, like we understood that. Yes, yeah. it still sucks to see. But but I think that's why you got both ends. Like I understand it. Like we understand that it's not really about even the play on the field as much as it is about what's going on in the front office and other things. Um, and especially with Trent Polky, that's yeah. where the motivation is. But we're not going to sit there and be like, yeah, this is. There are not going to be a lot of smiles and laughter, I don't think, on the bench. No. Now, you might get somebody mic'd up, might probably have a funny line or two. But yeah. uh, you got to mic up the right person. <laughs> if they mic up the right person, <laughs> yeah. it'll be interesting. But uh, that was Trevor Lawrence and Bevel's thoughts, both acknowledging um, what's going on. And, and we told you last week, I mean, it's been acknowledged in the building. Mm-hmm. And now over 10 days, it's certainly been acknowledged, which means it's definitely been acknowledged by the owner, too. Yeah. You know, uh, that that is not a secret. Nope. (laughs) Um, We'll see if he really acknowledges it over the next week uh, with a move. We'll find out. We'll be back. Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690.